Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Good evening. Welcome to Greyfriars. Um, in case we haven't met, my name is David. I'm the vicar here, and it is such a joy to gather together like this and to praise God and to celebrate Christmas, especially after the last two years that we've had. And uh, what an amazing group of musicians. You are allowed to give them a round of applause. Should we give them a cheer? Way! Now, I want to spend a few minutes this evening asking the question, what is it that you see as you look to Christmas? And as we ask this question, what, what is it that you see? Uh, we're going to play a game together, if that's all right. Anyone up for playing a game? Yeah, at least five of you, I think. So here we go. That's good enough for me. Um, so the game is, you're going to see a, a picture in a minute, not just yet. And uh, some of you will recognize this picture. And I want you to have a look at it. And I'm going to give you two options of what colors you are seeing. So here comes the picture. Now, this is a dress, and uh, I'd like you to have a look at it, and if you see a black and blue dress, could you raise a hand, please? I am someone who sees a black and blue dress. Have a look around you. Okay, interesting. If you see a gold and white dress, raise a hand. It is fascinating, isn't it? Different perspectives. I still don't actually understand how that works, but I'm sure one of you will um, put me right at the end of this service. Now, we've got another uh, image for you, which is going to come up. This one, again, is quite well known. If in this picture you see a face of a woman, can you raise a hand, please? There's quite a lot of hands there. Um, you can do this at home, by the way. Don't feel left out. Please get involved. Uh, if you see a picture of what looks like quite a small man playing a saxophone, can you raise a hand? Uh, there's a few ahas then. And what about if you can see both? Oh, what an amazing group of people. Now, in case you hadn't noticed, as we heard those Bible readings this evening, there's a theme that weaves through them, and it is about what we see. Isaiah says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. The wise men said about Jesus, we saw his star when it rose and we've come to worship him. And the Apostle John writes, we have seen his glory. So what is it that you see as you look to Christmas beyond the shopping and beyond the, the presents and the decorations? What do you see? I want to encourage us first to look to the manger to look to the manger. Isaiah says, to us a child is born, to us a son is given. This image of the manger is at the heart of the Christmas story, isn't it? It's the heart of the good news that God has not abandoned us. He has not abandoned you. You are not on your own in your life. 
We read in the Bible that God so loves the world, he sent his one and only son. Some of you tonight may need to hear, God so loves you. He has sent his one and only son. If I'd asked you just a few years ago, maybe three years ago, what is Zoom, you might have given me a slightly puzzled look. But we've, so many of, of us have used it, haven't we, in the last two years. In fact, just raise a hand if you've used Zoom in the last two years. I'm guessing the majority of us. There's now apparently 300 million users every day on Zoom. And each one of us will have used it in different ways to connect with friends and family and with colleagues at work and, and with church, communities like this. And it shows us something about our desire, our need to connect and to have relationships with one another, even when we're not able to meet face to face. It's part of what it means for you and me to be human, to want to connect with each other. But an even deeper need within us is for us to connect with the one who created us. John's Gospel tells us, through him all things were made. And so what we see is, without God, humanity is disconnected and in darkness. And yet with God, we find meaning and we find hope in our lives. And so as we look to the manger, we see the wonder of the truth that God has chosen to come and be with us. So I want to encourage you, take time this Christmas to celebrate the good news that God is with us. God is with you in Christ. To really see Jesus, we need to go further than that, beyond the manger. And so I want to encourage us to look to the cross, to look to the cross. The Bible tells God's story and John's gospel as you know, takes us right back to the beginning. We read this, through him, all things were made and in him was life. The picture at the beginning of the Bible is both of God creating, but also God in relationship with creation, with humanity. But humanity turned from God and we went our own way. And since that day, Sin entered the world. Darkness and sin entered the world. And we see this darkness around us, don't we? Just look to the headlines. Disease, war, injustice, evil. And the root of it is sin. We see it in the world, but we also see it in ourselves. Pride and anger and greed... I didn't grow up in a Christian family. My parents were both atheists. They're no longer alive, but they were atheists as I grew up as a child. They were both part of, they, they worked for military intelligence. And partly as a result of that, they were alcoholics. So it was a very confused environment to grow up in. And I got to the age of 17 and I was a deeply confused young man. 
I was searching for a reason for life. I had no meaning and I had no hope in my life. And I explored various options of trying to find that meaning. But a friend at the time invited me to church. I'd never been to a church in my life. And at the age of 17, I I joined this community, much like this. And it was in this community, the church, that God graciously reached out and saved me. And I found a peace that I never knew existed. I was forgiven my sins that I'd been carrying on my shoulders like a weight that oppressed me. And it was as if a light had turned on inside my life. Seven hundred years before Jesus walked this earth, Isaiah said, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And the Apostle John writes about Jesus like this, the light shines into the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. As we look beyond the manger to the cross, we see Jesus is the Messiah, the one spoken about in Matthew's gospel, who came to save us. This baby born in the manger grew to be the one who declared the kingdom of God, who demonstrated the kingdom of God by signs and wonders and miracles, and who went to the cross for you and for me For all of humanity, past, present and future, taking all the sins of the whole world on himself. So that we can be forgiven and set free. Take time this Christmas to celebrate the good news that Jesus came to this earth to save us. But it goes even further than that, beyond the manger and beyond the cross. We need to look to the throne of heaven because the story doesn't end at the manger. The story doesn't end at the cross. Jesus rose again. He conquered death and is seated now at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And in a world where, certainly to me, it looks totally chaotic, And as if many things are falling apart, the Bible reassures us of the truth that God is in control. He is sovereign. He is Lord over all. He knows what is going on in this world and he knows where we are going. He knows what you are dealing with in your life. And in the same way that Jesus came into this world, into the chaos and the the mess of first century Palestine, Jesus will return. And on that day, we are reassured that he will come in all his glory and remove all suffering and all evil forever. Isaiah chapter 9 says, The Prince of Peace, that is Jesus, will establish and uphold his kingdom with justice and righteousness forever. That is good news, isn't it? 
As we wait for that day, we're called to pray for the light of Christ to fill us and to fill this world. Two years ago, I stood here and encouraged us to think about these words that Jesus spoke when he said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart because I, Jesus, have overcome the world. And back in December 2019, we did not know what was around the corner. But that's true of life generally. You and I don't know what trouble lies ahead. But we are to expect trouble. Jesus makes that clear. The trouble is I'm probably not ready for it as much as you are. But we're to hold on to this truth that Jesus says, take heart because he has overcome the world. The light will overcome the darkness. Now you and I can't see Jesus in front of us tonight. But if I were to ask you, do you think your home that you live in is still there whilst you're sitting here? I'm guessing your answer would be yes. I really hope it is. Did you know that up to the age of four months, if you present an object to a baby and then remove it, they won't believe that that object still exists if they can't see it. It's called object permanence. But you and I have all got many years ago to a stage where we understand that if you remove something from our sight and we're not able to see it, we still believe that it is there. We still understand that something or someone can exist even when we don't see them. This is faith. This is the trust that Jesus is calling us to have. That he has come to this world to be with us. That he came to save us. And he is going to return and make all things new. His perfect judgment will be served on the whole earth, on all people. And as we've just sung, on that day we will all say that Jesus is Lord. Every tongue will confess, every knee will bow. And we will declare him as Lord. We will see his kingdom, his power and his glory in all its fullness. Matthew's Gospel says this, go and search carefully for this child. And I want to finish tonight with this. I want to urge you, plead with you, encourage you to search for Jesus this Christmas. Look to the manger, look to the cross, but also look to the throne of heaven. Because not only has Jesus come, not only has Jesus come to save us, but he is going to return. And our response is to put our trust in him. Some of us for the first time here tonight. And some of us who are facing battles and troubles and anxieties. The Lord is calling you to trust in him now. And so we're going to pray. 
So let's just be still for a moment. Bring ourselves before our creator. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for the wonderful truth that you so love the world, each one of us, that you sent your one and only son to come to this earth, to be with us. Thank you that you're with us now by your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, that Jesus gave his life for us on the cross so that we can be saved, we can be forgiven and set free. Lord, would you lift our eyes now to the throne of heaven? Would we be filled anew tonight with hope of Jesus' return, of his coming glory on that day when he will make all things new, when we will see his goodness and his righteousness? Lord, Thank you that you have and you will overcome the world. That you stand with us in our troubles and in our anxieties. And I pray that faith would rise here tonight. Maybe there's just one person who wants to put their trust in Jesus tonight as your Lord and Saviour. Just say silently in your heart, I trust you, Lord. Be the Lord of my life. I receive you now as my saviour. And so, Lord, we pray that same joy that was declared over the shepherds by the angels on that hill 2,000 years ago, that same joy would rise in our hearts tonight as we look to you, Jesus, in all your glory. In your mighty name we pray. Amen.